For all the encouragement from politicians to protest for social justice, for all the looking the other way and saying that protests are peaceful amid the obvious evidence of burning buildings, looting of businesses, for all the alligator tears over police brutality resulting in the defunding of our police and the subsequent 30% increase in violent crime, liberals are not true to their word. They champion dissent only when they support the issue that causes dissent. It's all propaganda. Hey, thanks for joining me, everybody. Brian Sussman here. It's the Brian Sussman Show podcast. This is episode 116. I thank you for your listenership. I am reading, for starters, a wonderful article from the Daily Jot. The Daily Jot. Bill Wilson writes this. I've interviewed Bill Wilson in the past. Excellent writer. He gets right to the root of what's going on in America today. It's all online, dailyjot.com. So this is his recent post from February 15th. And as I mentioned just a moment ago, what we're seeing here is propaganda from the left as they socially engineer this country into the way in which they want it to go. Now, what are they doing here? I've written a lot about this. I wrote about it in Climate Gate. I wrote about an eco-tyranny. Those books were not just about the environment and climate and weather. Those books were about Marxism and how for, oh gosh, ever since Karl Marx and his writing partner, Frederick Engels, they desired to use the environment as a tool to bring people into communism. Now, what is the purpose of communism? Well, it's, it's boiled down to this. It's something called the laws of matter, the laws of matter. And if I could boil down the laws of matter, it's, this all comes from the mind of Marx and, and Engels. The laws of matter are boiled down to this. If I could use the word boiled down one more time. If I do, I'll slap myself. But it, it all comes to this. There are some people born with better brains more capable brains than others. And those with the better brains, the more capable brains, have some sort of metaphysical right to the planet. And that right entails them with the ability to do something about those with a lesser brain. Because those with the lesser brain, quite frankly, by way of numbers, are in the majority, they need to be controlled because left to their own devices, those with the lesser brain will destroy the planet and kill themselves. Thus, the need for a heavy-handed government. There are elites in the United States of America, communist, socialist elites, who believe that very thing. They believe that we're stupid. They believe that, as a result, we can't make good choices, and we need to be controlled. So whatever they can use to control the masses, they will use those tools. I hope I made myself clear there. So getting back to Bill Wilson's excellent post here, he says, Governments have rejected medical science of quarantining the sick and have opted for the political science of locking down the healthy. True. True. 
They have forced the wearing of masks when the science says that masks are not effective against the spread of COVID. I, I was watching, watching the Super Bowl in Los Angeles, California this past weekend. Los Angeles has some pretty heavy-duty mask ordinances. I'm not sure about the stadium. I know that the stadiums here in San Francisco all have a, a demand. You cannot get in to watch a ball game or a sporting contest of any kind, or a concert for that matter. It's the same thing in San Jose. Uh, you cannot get into a large venue without showing that you've been vaccinated. And in the case of the San Francisco venues, vaccinated and boosted. You have to prove that upon walking in. Otherwise, you can't get in. Now, I don't know what it's like in Los Angeles, but I do know they have the mask ordinances on top of all that. And I was looking at those stands and I didn't see masks. I look on the sidelines and, and here are these guys who are, are spitting on each other, clawing at each other, breathing on each other, sweating on each other, all of that. And then after the game, they put on masks. Same thing with the NBA. I, I watch these NBA games. Because my wife is a, she's a rabid San Francisco, a Golden State Warriors basketball fan. Uh, <laughs> and I've told you this before. And on the sidelines, I see some guys wearing masks, eh, seemingly properly, sitting next to guys who wearing the masks on their chin, sitting next to guys who are not wearing a mask at all. And they're all talking to each other, whispering in each other's ears. And then immediately after the game, they've all got those masks on properly. It's stupid. It defies reality. And what else are they doing here? Going back to Bill Wilson's article, they've tried to force the masses to take a genetic altering serum that neither prevents infection nor transmission of the disease. When reputable scientists and medical doctors publish studies challenging the effectiveness, safety, and treatment of government-mandated protocols, they censor and dismiss them as misinformation, even to the point of inferring that those who believe these studies could be domestic terrorists. Friends, what we're seeing right now is we're seeing science by consensus, and that is no way to conduct science not by consensus. I write about that extensively in Climate Gate and Eco-Tyranny as well. Back to Bill. Those who refuse the government line are treated like criminals, set apart, ostracized, labeled, and demonized. Those who would go so far as to peacefully assemble against the government line are considered enemies of the state, insurrectionists, terrorists. Canceled. You can get canceled. My gosh, when I look to at what they did to that guy with the, the my pillow guy. Government power is applied to shut down the funding of the dissenters. I mean, in some cases, like the my pillow guy, they're freezing bank accounts. Bill Wilson says this limited government is established to protect those rights that we the people have. First Peter two verses 13 through 14 he shares with us and i'm gonna i'm gonna go bible on you right now first peter 2 13 through 14 outlines the role of government let me read it for you 
submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. Live as free, not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as servants of God. If the government breaks its God-ordained responsibility to the, government, to the governed, so in other words, when the government gets out of line with the word of God, the solution is, as Peter said in Acts 5.29, we ought to obey God, not man. So I ask this question, who are we to obey right now? I ask another question. It's a deeper question. What hill are you willing to die on? Because, well, our government is becoming less and less godly. It's now no longer Bill, Bill Wilson's daily jot. I'm, I'm talking for my own self at this point in time. And I'm also looking at an excellent article here. Well, I'll tell you my sources in just a moment. But as I see it, our government is becoming less and less godly. Taxes, what are taxes used for social engineering? What was the, the, what was the subject matter of episode 115? I was talking about 42%, 42% of the kids being born in this country on an annual basis, 42% are already on welfare right off the bat. They're on Medicaid. They're being set up for cradle-to-grave welfare, just where the Marxists want them to be, easily controlled. And so our taxes, we the taxpayer, are paying for this stuff. We have pro-abortion laws still on the books. I've given a, a big chunk of my life to, to pro-life. My wife and I both, of course. Uh, and anybody who knows our family, you, you know that just by looking at us. Too many of these damn pro-abortion laws are still in the books. You can't mention Jesus in the schools. You can't pray in the schools. How many times every spring do we hear these stories about the high school valedictorian denied her free speech rights and told she cannot even mention the name of Jesus in her speech, right? Every spring, we're seeing this more and more and more. Civil disobedience may soon be a choice that we're all forced to face. Again, what hill are you... It's, it's just a great question. Think about this on your own. I, I can't put words in your mouth. What hill are you willing to die on? Martin Niemöller was a German pastor, Lutheran pastor. Uh, he died in 1984. He was born in 1892. He was an early supporter of Adolf Hitler's conservative Nazi regime. Conservative in the sense that, yes, it was definitely socialist, and what did Marx tell us about socialism? Socialism always leads to communism. So Hitler was definitely socialist. But unlike the, his Russian counterparts, he allowed for a certain amount of private enterprise. So as a result, people said, who's conservative, right wing? Well, hardly. 
But nonetheless, I digress as I usually do. But Niemöller's attitude about Hitler changed dramatically as he witnessed the increasing horror and murderous intentions of the Nazi regime. And he was jailed for his opposition. Niemöller is best known for this statement. I'm sure you'll recognize it right off the bat. First, they came for the communists. And I didn't speak out because I wasn't a communist. Again, just I, I have to digress. Uh, the difference between Hitler's version of socialism and what was happening in Russia and their socialism slash communism was that they allowed for no private enterprise. Hitler was allowing for a certain amount of private enterprise. That's just one little difference between the two. So you could be a democratic socialist, but God forbid you wouldn't want to be a communist. That was the, the thought at the time. Uh, but let me continue with Nemo, or I apologize for getting off track. First, they came for the communists, but I didn't speak out because I wasn't a communist. Then they came for the socialists, but I didn't speak out because I wasn't a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists, but I didn't speak out because I wasn't a trade unionist. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. So Niemöller, wonderful Christian man, was arrested in Nazi Germany for preaching the truth. While he was in prison, another pastor visited him and remarked that if he would just keep his mouth shut about certain subjects and show a little respect for the government, he would be set free. And so, Niemöller continued, or I should say, and so, according to the story, the visitor continued, why are you in jail? In other words, just shut up, play by the rules, you'll be okay. And Niemöller replied to this guy, why aren't you in jail? There's the story of Peter and the disciples when they were forbidden by Jewish religious leaders to preach about Jesus. I just shared with you a bit about Peter a few minutes ago. But what happened with Peter? They were made to appear before the Sanhedrin, and they were questioned by the high priest, who said, we gave you strict orders not to teach in this name, the name of Jesus. Yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. And Peter and the other apostles replied, this is in Acts chapter 5, we must obey God rather than men. So what are we going to do, my friends? I'm not advocating riots in the street. I'm, I'm just, I'm, it's up to each and every person to decide what they want to do. But as things progress or as things digress, you have to decide what is God calling you to do. And that decision cannot be fear-based. You know, so much of what we've been talking about on these podcasts this year has been faith, not fear, in the new year. Faith, not fear, in the new year. I have confidence in Jesus Christ. I want to... my every. 
Everyone should have a personal, a personal mission statement. What is yours? What is yours? In this day and age in which we live, I challenge you to come up with a personal mission statement. Mine is ever-evolving. But here's where I'm at right now. Here's where I'm at right now. God has called me to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. That's right from the Bible. So I want to equip and I want to encourage. I want to encourage people in these trying, troubling times. And I'm adding a new a new a new a word new word to the phrase so i want to equip i want to encourage and i want to evangelize i believe that's what god is calling me to do in 2022 equip encourage evangelize those are top shelf for me how about for you let's take a moment to just pray if we could please about this i think it's Super important, just wrapping it up with a simple prayer. God, for my, my sisters and brothers who are listening, uh, I know you're challenging all of us. And I pray that those listening will rise to the personal challenge you are issuing before them. We go forth in confidence, in Jesus' name. Name of the Messiah, King of the universe, upholder of all things, sits at the right hand of the Father, the radiance of the Father's glory, that Jesus. Amen. I would also like to thank the authors of two wonderful articles, Bill Wilson at thedailyjot.com, The Great North American Crackdown, and also Roger Barrier at crosswalk.com. The title of that article is, it's actually an article from 2013, When to Disobey the Government. Thank you guys for those wonderful articles. And thank you, by the way, for being my ambassadors to this podcast. I'm back on Instagram and now on Telegram, Brian Sussman Show. Those seem to be the only platforms that will have me, <laughs> so to speak, at this point in time. But uh, thank you for getting the word out about this podcast. Until next time, really appreciate you, my friends. God bless you.